Pro Football Ireland, a special podcast or a special episode from London today. Uh, Michael McQuaid, Mark Hogan, delighted to be joined by a guy that, you know, something that you don't see in the NFL a, a lot these days now, a guy that spent his whole career with the San Francisco 49ers. So many accolades to roll off. I'm just going to introduce him. Fantastic to welcome Joe Staley to Pro Football Ireland. Joe, as we say in Ireland, uh, false but welcome to London. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing awesome. Uh, this has been absolutely uh, amazing trip for me to be over here. Uh, I've been here many times, but First time here actually at White Hart Lane, the new stadium for, for Tottenham. Um, when I was playing in 2010-13, we played at Wembley. Um, but this is unbelievable. I mean, the stadium is absolutely massive. Yeah, and it makes us look good now. I've never stood next to an offensive lineman and looked the same size, but we have to say for you, Michael and I are standing, and Joe here, <laughs> how do we pull this one off, you know? Yeah. It's great to look at someone in the eye, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like well, that. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Yeah, so you're enjoying London over here. You're here for the 49ers. You did a watch party, right? Yeah, so the watch party is today, later in the afternoon at 6 o'clock, uh, 49ers play, and it's the first ever London watch party. Uh, the 49ers just have exclusive rights, media rights here in the UK, um, and I think they're one of six teams in the NFL that can do do that, so it's huge, and I think it's great for the 49ers building the, uh, you know, the global brand. Uh, I think, obviously, it's one of the most proud franchises I know that from the player side, and you know, our fans are called the faithful, and they're everywhere. And I love that it's expanding out here. That we're able to do watch parties like this later today, and um, it's been a tremendous experience for me so far. It's funny because you mentioned obviously for people listening, the Monday the watch party was last night in London for the Niners. They had a watch party in Leeds last year, and it was a really for a lot of the season. As you know, looking at the Niners, it was a very very fun season. So many ups and downs, but such a great franchise and. Brock Purdy comes in, Mr. Irrelevant. Suddenly that goes away very, very quickly. And now through five weeks, Joe, there is an argument for him to be MVP, the way he's playing at the minute. Yeah, he and Christian McCaffrey and Fred Warner and Nick Bosa. I mean, it's, just, it's a talented roster. You know, I think that's one thing that's been really exciting to see. Because last year they got off to a slow start, right? And then they really finished strong. And unfortunately, the injury of Brock Purdy kind of ended their season a little bit earlier than everybody was anticipating. And this year, I mean, they look unstoppable. What they were able to do last week against the Cowboys, completely dismantling them. Um, and then, like you said, with Brock playing the way he is, and it's really impressive. I mean, everybody likes to talk about the Mr. Irrelevant, but you know, being around him and also people that are in the locker room, you know, seeing the way that he prepares and his mentality and what's between his ears um, has been tremendous. And Kyle's system is very complicated. There's a lot of tasks, especially in the quarterback position and he does everything and he's taking complete ownership of that position and and the way that he comes out there in the field with the confidence he's a very accurate quarterback and i really do believe that he's one of the best and um you know quarterbacks in the nfl right now it is a tricky conversation that people seem to have that don't acknowledge him for being as good as an individual i know you mentioned like system people call him a system quarterback that call shan is perfect what are they missing what's everyone missing that they're saying that he's that has always been with Kyle Shanahan because Kyle Shanahan is an offensive mind and he's really, really unique. You know, the way that he sees the game and builds everything out is different. And I think it makes it easy on offensive players because people are wide open. The run game is really, really unique and it creates opportunities in the play action passing game. And I think people are just used to the quarterback position being the reason and the only reason that teams win. Whereas the 49ers, it's so many different parts. And I think that's not the quarterback's fault. You know, you shouldn't take away what he does just because the system's amazing. Um, you know, I've been a part of this system as a player for three years, and the system's been in it for, you know, three years since I've left. 
and we haven't seen this level of efficiency from the quarterback position. You know, it's not just like, just because the system's easy, it's easy on the quarterback. So I think they're kind of minimizing what Brock brings to the offense um, because he doesn't have the flashy plays or the big arm. Um, but what he's doing as far as playing quality quarterback, being very accurate and knowing exactly where to go with the ball, um, that's what makes him unique. Joe, you know, you talked about the NFL global markets for the Niners in the UK. I have to give the Irish guys a shout. The Irish faithful have a party tonight. It just shows you how big this team truly is. At, at, like an iconic franchise in the, in the US, but around the world, the Niners are well known. Yeah, 100%. And I've heard stories, too, about how that kind of came about. Is like, And when the NFL was being shown out here for the first time in the 80s and 90s, that was when the Niners were really hitting their stride and winning all the Super Bowls and being on TV. And it was showing the game of the week, right? And so everybody was like, first introduction to the NFL was the San Francisco 49ers. And I think just building upon that, obviously we had some, some, some low years there for a little bit, but just you know, continually building on the momentum of the team that we have now, expanding into being more of a global sport, not only in the UK, but everywhere. You, know, you see games that are being played um, in Germany. You know, last year, the 49ers played in Mexico. You know, it's been awesome to see just the brand of the NFL grow. And the, I know the Niners definitely want to be at the forefront of that. Because we, you know, myself personally, as a, as, a, as a player, you know, I've been able to travel a lot of different places and gone into a lot of different countries. And it's always really exciting when I see and meet people that know the Niners and also know me as a player. And you can definitely see in the last five, six years, it's really kind of swelled into something that's been really awesome for a lot of players to see from our sport. How do the memories stick with you of coming abroad as a player then? You know, like it was obviously a spe years on, it's still special. Oh, a thousand percent. You know, those looking back at my career when I was retired, looking back at moments that I remember and those those two times that we played here at Wembley were two of the most cherished moments I had as a player. Not just because of the experience playing somewhere new um, and playing in you know overseas, but also just everything that it brought um, the time that we had as teammates, spending the whole week here in a country that's been amazing, embraced you know, the American uh, football out here, uh, bringing family, friends, you know, obviously getting our wins. You know, there were two great games that we got to be a part of. Um, but just, yeah, everything was first class from the moment that we left and the moment we got here into the game that we played. Um, they're two of my most cherished memories of, as a player. Uh, I've got a few questions from the Irish faithful. Like, I got told them to get them in for Joe. They were, all, they were like, Joe's in London? Like, yeah, don't, don't tell anyone. Um, so the first one's from Colin, who's in Dublin. Right, he Colin. says, with the 28th pick in the 2007 NFL draft, the Niners select Joe Staley. Describe that moment when your name is called for us, he says, for the Niners. That was an unbelievable day. Uh, I watched the draft, and that was when the draft was like yeah. 10 hours long for the first round. So it was brutal. And um, I remember that moment getting the phone call and being surrounded by my family and friends. And it's really a surreal life moment because it's a – it's a dream come true that you have as a child, you know, just realization of a dream that you had when you were five, six years old when you start playing the sport. And then you realize, hey, I made it. I am a professional football player. And um, but it was also incredibly daunting because it's like, now what? You know, now I get the real work kind of starts. And, you know, how, how can I do uh, what, what do I have to do to make sure that I make it a career and not just a short stopover? Um, but that moment was incredibly special being around my close family, friends, watching at the house. And uh, I'll never forget that. That moment it was also incredibly brief you think it's going to be like a moment that you're going to be like they're going to talk to you and be on the phone it was like hey joe we're taking you watch the tv and i was like all right who is this 49ers all right click and i was like all right <laughs>
It, it almost give you goosebumps just hearing it, like second hand, right? Happens as well. Yeah, yeah. I'll be dead. I'll be dead. Uh, Connor, fellow Lily White from Calair, who was the toughest player to guard against in your career? Yeah, I got to go against a lot of top players. You know, I got a welcome to the NFL moment in my rookie season against Michael Strahan. Um, absolutely got just destroyed in Giant Stadium. They beat me for like two and a half sacks in the first half. I remember after the game calling my dad and being like, this is probably five weeks into my career, calling my dad after the game, like, I don't know if I have it. I don't know if I can play. These guys are really good. He's like, stop whining. You're going to be fine. Just watch the film and get better. So um, he was one of them. But I think the overall, the guy that I played the most that I had a, a tough time with was DeMarcus Ware. Uh, I played, yeah, I played five games, I believe, against him and never really had a clean, clean game. It was always a little bit edgy. And, you know, he was a, a tremendous, tremendous player. You weren't in the NFC East by the sounds of things. Yeah, I did not want to be in the NFC East there. Yeah. And I mean, Trent Cole, I remember he was an underrated player for the Eagles. Yeah, the NFC East had a lot of great defensive ends. Uh, Keelan in Northern Ireland wants to know, what was it like to compete against Alden Smith in midweek practice? I would say him and Justin Smith are the reasons that I had a long career. You know, being able to go against Justin Smith in practice every day, and then when Alden Smith came in, the amount of, the amount of talent that he had, and being able to compete and compare um, myself as a player against two of the top players in the NFL um, was a tremendous gift for me. And I think, you know, I've told them multiple times you know, throughout my career that they had improved my game so much and hopefully I was able to do the same for them. And I would think that's important for any team. You know, that's what's great about the 49ers currently is they have so much talent on both sides of the ball that, you know, Nick Bosa going against Trent Williams every day in practice is only going to make Nick better and vice versa. Um, so that's where you want to be as a franchise, and I know that helped me along in my career, and I think it's helping the current current players as well. Something that I want to know, and something I'll never comment on, is offensive line play. When you hear people that have probably never played a down of football watching and talking about offensive line play, how does that make you feel? Are you irritated? You just like in one ear at the other? Do you in think people ear. should even do it? Well, in in one ear at the other, because it really is. I mean, it's one of the positions on the field that is incredibly incredibly technical. But watching it, you don't think it is. You know, the reasons that a good offensive line player can get a player to move from point A to point B pretty effortlessly is because of the angles and the way they attack. And you spend a ton of time in practice correcting those and moving fast and hand placement and the way that you're using your lower half or the upper half and everything that goes into it. It's not just coming off the ball and just like muscling a guy. Because if you were to do that, no one would move. Because these guys on the defensive side of the ball are too big and strong and they have leverage and they understand that. So is how can we attack angles? How can I get my helmet on their guy's outside shoulder faster that he can move his feet so I can use that momentum to get out there? There's a lot that goes into it. So it's almost like you look at it, you don't even know what you're talking about. You're just spouting. And I understand that too, because I'm a fan of a lot of sports and I like to yell and I like to be angry when the team's not doing well. So it never bothered me as a player. And I don't think it bothers a lot of the players as well. We're really lucky that we're finding the second generation of fans in Ireland and the UK coming into this sport. And I, I had the chance in 2014, I think it was, or 2015, to visit Candlestick weeks before it was knocked down. It was like a private tour. Oh, mate. What was it like to play in there? Because I, I can't describe, like, it was special even walking around the gym. It was well, incredible. It well, was, it was like how White Hart Lane was before this was built. You know, it was really, it was one of those places that you could just feel the energy. I mean, being in the locker room was like almost being in a bathroom. It was so tiny and compact, and it was just disgusting. And, but we loved it because it was our locker room. And... It was old. I think it was a bad experience for fans because I don't think they could get out of their seats because you'd be sitting in a line for 45 minutes at anything you went to do. Um, but as a player, being on that field, feeling the energy, the fan, the fan base behind you, always in their seats cheering. It was an unbelievable place. It was my favorite stadium to play in, you know, compared to anybody. 
in the, in the league. Um, obviously, it was the home fans that we had there, but just like the history, you could feel it walking through there. It's a lot like Lambeau Field in that respect. This is your first time seeking out stadiums in here, but you were a Spurs fan, right? And you met Harry Kane and yes. Roy, but now I think your allegiance has switched to Leeds, maybe? Or Leeds United, what's yes. What's the story currently. here? Yeah, so when I was first introduced to the sport, it was probably about 2009-10. My wife was a pro professional soccer player, and she taught me, uh, you know, about soccer and all that stuff. And Tottenham had just come over to San Francisco to do like a U.S. tour, and I got to go out to practice. I volunteered to go out there, watch practice, did some stuff with them. And that was when Gareth Bell was still a left back and he was kind of coming up, might be 19, 20 years old. And so I just adopted him as my team. I didn't know anybody, I had no allegiance to anything. So really became a Spurs fan, unfortunately, as Tottenham fans know, they don't win trophies. Um, but we had a lot of good runs there. We got to the Champions League final during that time. And then fast forward, you know, my love of soccer has grown and grown. I had the opportunity to be in part of the investment group with the Leeds United through the 49ers. And so now, yeah, obviously my allegiances now are with Leeds United, but I would say, unfortunately, that we got relegated last season. Tottenham is still my Premier League team, and I can feel like I can probably root for them now still. Um, and then Leeds is actually my heart team. The one perks maybe of being Leeds is there's no VAR down in the lower Exactly, league. <laughs> which actually screwed us a couple of weeks right. ago. Did we had that handball wow. that should have been called back. Um, very, very quickly, finally, to double end the question. We couldn't be too far away from the Niners playing in London. And how awesome would it be to have an NFL game in Dublin? Maybe have the Niners involved? That would be unbelievable. I'm, I know that would be an electric atmosphere. I know the, the Ireland uh, fan base would really, really be loud. Uh, a lot of energy. I know they played the, uh, just recently, Notre Dame played there against Navy, correct? Yeah, and that looked unbelievable. Also, a little rainy, right? Yeah, uh, you got to yeah. deal with the elements a little bit when you're out there. Um, you know, fortunately, we got a beautiful day here for the NFL game today, but... Yeah, I mean, hopefully, if the Niners are playing at all anywhere overseas, I am there. I'm going to get first ticket. I will be there, and we'll do this all over again. Awesome. Well, Joe, I feel like we talked to you for a couple of hours, but as we say in Ireland, Grimmie and Margaret, thank you so much. Uh, enjoy the game this week. Enjoy the watch party, and safe travels home. We'll chat to you soon. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on. It's a pleasure meeting both of you guys.